0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. I know some of you all here in the live chat are ready and waiting for this thing to get going, and here we are. We were just trying to get a few things set up because, first of all, with me, as usual, is the norm, my big brother, Rich. Rich, how's it going this evening?
1: Going well this evening. No problems, no issues. Enjoying some warmer weather
0: warmer weather is nice yeah i just returned from warmer weather but at least i still had some warmer weather when i got home so we have a special show tonight we're going to be talking some salary cap stuff but we have a guest with us tonight we're about ready to bring in uh this is a little something that a few weeks ago for those of you that missed it uh we had the uh author formerly known as cliff harris is still a punk uh, Kevin Smith that was with us, and he talks of Steelers running back stuff. We have featuring for you another writer from behind the steel curtain. This is a guy that um, gets intrigued by salary cap issues, both him and I. So we kind of dive into these things, and we both look at it. We just about ready to introduce to you, known from the live chat as Steeler Fan Frenzy with Flip, one Flip Fisher. Flip, do you got us?
2: Yes. How y'all doing?
0: I'm so glad you could join us tonight. Um, you ready to talk Steelers?
2: Absolutely. I'm. I'm just really hoping I can follow up the performance that uh, that Chisap did uh, a couple of <laughs> weeks ago because he was awesome. Love the show. Oh yeah.
0: I mean, he he really knows his stuff. I he mean, does. he's a high school coach. He knows he can break down stuff better than anyone that I've ever personally met. Uh, much better than myself. So that was really nice to have him on. Is there anything would you like to share a little or a lot about yourself? Anything you want to say to say to people out there? Um you don't have to share much other than just hi I'm Flip or anything you'd like to say. Maybe your Steeler connection or anything like that?
2: <laughs> I I'll, I'll just tell a little funny story when I was uh when I was a kid. I growing up in Nebraska in the middle of Nebraska you either got the the Chiefs or uh, the Broncos. On, on NBC and we're, we're talking in the seventies, you know, mid to late seventies. Mm-hmm. And so my, and then of course on, on CBS, you would always get Dallas or Washington. And so my mom still tells the story, you know, over 40 years later of how I would throw a fit if I didn't have a black and gold shirt to go to school in. You know, when I was <laughs> you know eight years old, nine years old, so, you know, I, I'm definitely a lifelong Steeler fan. Love it.
0: Yeah, so it it's just that's who you were able to watch and that's who you fell in love with?
2: No, no, no. I, I just never I, – I, I fell in love with them because, the, I don't know, they had black and gold uniforms, <laughs> you know. And, and and I was really disappointed when I first noticed that, you know, Terry Bradshaw got his helmet knocked off and he was bald. So <laughs> So I was a little disappointed, but still remained a Steelers fan anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it did not deter your fandom to a point of where you had to abandon
2: your black and gold gear. No, nope, not whatsoever.
0: That, that's great. That's great. Um, Let's real quick recap some news. Today was actually a pretty big news day when it came to Steelers information. We got... We found out that the Steelers will play five preseason games this year. We were pretty sure that was going to be the case. But now we know their opponent. Uh, Well, let's start with Rich. Rich, what do you think about the Steelers facing the Cowboys in the Hall Um, of
1: Fame game? What I found most interesting is that we're going to play them in that Hall of Fame game, and then we're going to turn around and play them in the regular season.
0: I thought that was interesting, too. I didn't think that was going to happen. Uh, What about you, Flip?
2: I'm really excited about it. You know, the Hall of Fame game, most starters don't actually start, you know, or (laughs) or even play. Suit up. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, that would actually be so much fun to actually go to Canton and see that game be played live.
0: Yeah. um, Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, That was something I did find out with that today. I was really surprised that it was the Cowboys because at first I thought, oh, yeah, it's the Cowboys. I was looking at who all was being enshrined, and I'm like, oh, well, they'll do the Bill Coward-Jimmy Johnson thing. And then I'm like, wait a second. The Steelers and the Cowboys play each other this year. Maybe it won't be the Cowboys. Maybe it'll be uh, the Vikings because of Steve Hutchinson. But uh, I, I like the notion we could all but guarantee the Steelers and Cowboys will not be facing off early in the season.
1: And which I, I like. I guess it was you or whoever liked that idea that hey, maybe it's going to be a Thanksgiving thing with them.
0: That that's probably unfortunately for the players because I know they don't like it. Yeah. Chances are I would not be surprised to see the Steelers traveling to Dallas for the Thanksgiving Day Day game. Um it, I mean they're always wanting good games there, and that's going to be two high profile teams. So we got that news today. We got news of where they are extending the period. Of the franchise tag until Monday at eleven fifty nine.
1: 59 and fifty nine seconds.
0: Yeah, because like okay. one second later <laughs> is when they is when the legal tampering period starts. We're going to hold off talking about that because that's going to go right into the salary cap stuff. But the other news that came out later today: is the Steelers did receive their third round compensatory draft pick, which was projected. Um, I was really close. I projected pick 103. It actually was one better at pick 102. So the Steelers will will have the sixth of the third round compensatory draft picks, which means they do have a third round pick after all. Um, whether they use it to take a player trade or whatnot is yet to be seen. Um, any thoughts on that from either of you?
1: It, was an, it wasn't a big surprise. Um, no. No i just glad that it worked out you always worry that all of a sudden you know they decide eh, and they ditch them
0: yeah and that drops to a fourth which is 30 yeah. uh, some picks later I actually uh, how about it you Flip? Very,
2: yeah I actually thought it was going to be like the second to last compensatory pick mm-hmm. and, and and what is it it's it's a uh, pick um oh what they say what's it pick 54
0: well well of the compensatory picks it's the it's the sixth pick of the of the compensatory yeah. picks okay so yeah, it's I, up there.
2: I, I couldn't remember exactly what pick they, they actually said it was today.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, the important thing is, is now that it's official, um, a lot of the mock draft people can actually assign the proper mock drafts. Um, cause I know, I know Jeff gave me a hard time cause I didn't include the, the last mock draft I did for mock draft Monday. Um, they did a third round pick and they had Jalen hurts going to the Steelers. He's like, that should have been your headline. I'm like, Jeff, the Steelers don't even officially have a third-round pick yet. That's all speculation. I'm like, I'm going to wait for them to actually have a pick before I go beyond the second round. Um, and the good thing is, now that they've been officially announced, they can also be traded because that's something that was new within the last couple of seasons, that they could trade these picks. Yes. So that's some good stuff. Um, when it comes to that deadline, let's dive into salary cap. And... and. um Let's just say well first let's let's go back and and look at the deadline to, to help lead that in to salary cap the Steelers can franchise tag Bud Dupree I say Bud Dupree cuz it's not like they're not even thinking about it the Steelers can use the franchise or transition tag they can wait up until 11:59 yeah on Bud Dupree 11:59 <laughs> a.m. on Monday so what does that, what has to happen salary cap wise in order for them to be able to do that?
2: Flip. Right now, they, they don't have to do anything um, yeah. because they, they don't actually have to get cap compliant until uh, March 18th at 4 p.m. Eastern, you know, to be exact, on on, the, on since we're going on the exact time. Um, yes. So they, they can actually be over the cap right now there's there i believe the vikings and jacksonville are actually over the cap but it doesn't matter to be over the cap right now so the steelers can franchise tag dupree at any time but of course you know they're they're waiting on the players to actually vote and see how that
0: goes yes absolutely because they they can tag him they can offer their tenders but they don't have to make the corresponding moves to get under the cap until Correct. until Wednesday at four p.m., which is when the new league year starts. Correct. So that's pretty interesting. So, um, exactly how much right now do they? Now I know this is projection. Do you, any what number are you using as a projected salary cap um, um, for for two thousand twenty?
2: So what I, what I'm using is is right at two hundred million. Yes.
0: Uh, Same here. <laughs> yeah,
2: um, will it be 200 million? Will it? Will it be different? And that's a 12 million increase from, you know, 2019. And so right now we're sitting roughly 1.6 million under the cap, which you know that's nothing.
0: Yeah, that was going to be my next question. You say you say it's it's one point
2: one point round one point six million or so. One point six, it's, yep. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what I had. I, I had an estimated around a million and a half because mm-hmm. that's where they're sitting under. Now, I know because it, it's funny because I find my, myself <laughs> using some of the lines I saw you saying last year. Every time somebody wanted to talk about signing a player, this has now been our response on yeah. this show for weeks now. Rich, what do we say every time we say the Steelers need to go out and sign this guy? We say
1: with what money?
0: <laughs> with what money, because they don't have the money. So every move that the Steelers make now is going to have to have a corresponding move in order to stay cap compliant. Correct. So that so what all can they can they really do
2: right now um, with that? Any well, that kind of that kind of goes hand in hand with you know what happens with the CBA. Uh, yes, you know because the the CBA is going to be the the big factor, uh, you know, on um, whether we can restructure, whether we're going to have to start jettisoning players because of we don't have any cap space, uh, you know the the big big thing is Bud Dupree. Are are we yeah. going to are we going to tag him for sixteen point two million?
0: Yeah, that's and and of course I think they're going to tag and not. You know, franchise tag and not transition tag because Correct. they're not. You know, I mean, they could save a couple million there, but it's not really
2: worth it. You don't get um, any compensation for transitioning tag, you know. Uh,
0: well, a player. What do you think about the exclusive versus non exclusive? I,
2: th- I think they're going to do it. I think they. I think they'll go with the uh, non-exclusive uh, because it's cheaper and it's it's not really a lot cheaper. Could they actually trade him? You know, yeah, it leaves it open to trade him, but yeah, I don't know if it'll happen.
0: I mean, do you think that the Steelers – well, the biggest thing with the non-exclusive is if someone else goes out there, if he goes and finds a deal somewhere else, the Steelers can either match it or that team has to give up two first-round picks. Do you see any team out there that's willing to give Bud Dupree a good enough deal to get him away from the Steelers? and surrender two first-round picks?
2: Well, you know, you, you you have to sign him to a long-term contract. You know, you yeah. have to agree with him, you know, to do that, and then you have to go with the compensation. So, you know, what's Bud Dupree's value? You know, a lot of people knock Dupree for being a one-year wonder, but he was excellent for years before that versus the run. Very good against the run, and and he doesn't get enough credit for that, in, in my opinion. That last mm-hmm. year, he had the breakout season with the with the what eleven and a half sacks. Yeah, I,
0: I it's funny when it comes to Dupree. I actually there's an article I'm working on to really get some numbers behind it, and um, I'm making the argument that he could be the highest paid per person on the defensive front next year if he plays under the franchise tag. That would that would give him a bigger cap number than to it. A bigger cap number than Hayward, unless something happens with his deal, and yet he could actually be the weakest link on that front five. Agree, um, especially with especially with how much the defensive line has really stepped up. Because Rich and I talked about this a couple weeks ago of that defensive line. I, now, some people despise Pro Football Focus rankings. Some people live or die by them. I'm more in between. I think they're better for certain positions. I think they're not bad for positions where you are basically locking up with a player, like offensive line, defensive line, even outside linebacker, edge rusher. Um, When it gets to, like, the secondary, you never really know what the person's assignment is to really properly grade them because they're, they're operating in space. So I think the guys that are in contact with each other on the line of scrimmage is a little bit easier to go. The Steelers' defensive line, do you remember this, Rich? Do you remember what the lowest ranking was out of the top four defensive linemen?
1: Uh, hold in on. the man.
0: league?
1: It was 11.
0: Red- it was 11. Yeah. It was 11. Steelers have four four defensive linemen in the top 11 in the league compared to or, – or according to Pro Football Focus. Because it was Cam Hayward at two. Um, Stephon Tewitt had played enough to qualify, and he was five. Hargrave was eight, and Alu was 11. So you're like four guys, and the most they can play is three. So even if you lose Hargrave – and you can find a way to work, you know, if if they use Alu Alu on the inside at nose when they, the little bit of time they need a nose, or whatever they decide to do there, you could argue that even though he had a great year, Dupree might be the weakest link on that front five. What what do you think about what what do you what do you think there, Flip? I mean, and it's not nothing against Dupree, it's as much as how good that Steelers front of their defense got. And
2: and you're absolutely correct, Dave. Um, you know, when you look at those players. Is, you know, he is the weakest link. But then on the flip side of it is, can can we actually get all five of them to play a full six, you know, 16 games? You know, um, you know, Hargrave's gone. You know, what are we going to do there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just uh, but, you
0: can't afford to pay, put yeah. that much money at that position. No,
2: no. Uh, you know, can, can Tuit remain healthy for the whole year? Uh, yeah. can Cam remain healthy for the whole year what what's going to really happen with uh you know what you know mm-hmm. what's what's absolutely a, a stallion yes but is he going to keep progressing
0: mm-hmm. well i'll be honest with you you can only progress so far did did we talk about this rich where we're saying i would you take a, just a repeat performance in 2020 from tj watt
1: Absolutely uh, I don't know that we talked about that, but Meister's absolutely I, I don't need him to I don't need him to step his game anymore. I just I'd be happy if he just holds it where right where he's at and, and I fully exactly. agree.
0: <laughs> there's only so much growth you can have until you've until you've maxed out and he, he got there pretty quick. So you put together so the
1: kind of year that he had. We don't need him to do any more to make the Steelers better. We need him to do the same thing and other guys can do some more to make the Steelers better.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that defense is something. And it's it's so funny because you're like, man, if you just keep it intact and you can keep Dupree, I mean, even if you don't want to lose both Dupree and Hargrave. But at the same time, I'm really worried about the Steelers breaking the bank for him. Much like I was glad that, that, that Le'Veon Bell did not accept either one of the offers that the Steelers gave him because I felt that they would have been overpaying for him. But that's just me. So, you know, we're going to have to pay Watt. I've talked about how we should get. It should be really good timing to get Roethlisberger off the books at the time that you're going to be paying Watt. The only reason you would need to pay him both is if Ben's playing so well that he deserves another year or two. And if that's the case, then that's a good problem to have. Um, but I'm just assuming that they're just going to pay him the last two years, and then then after Watts, you know, he'll play his fourth year this year. He'll play his on his fifth year option, and then there you go. So let's talk cap. What would it take for the Steelers to use the franchise tag on on Bud Dupree? What what do you see as the possibilities for the Steelers to do?
2: Well, you know, being one point six million under the cap, and the franchise tag being sixteen point two million, you know, the, the math tells you players got to go. Or players got to go again. or restructures
0: or or restructures. Now restructures, that's going to come down to a new CBA. Correct. So first yep. let's, first let's play this game. We'll say CBA gets turned down. We'll talk about the implications of that later. We're going to talk about the next show because we'll have that in the next show. For those of you um, that aren't aware, we, we will be running two shows tonight. If you're listening to this in podcast form, you'll have the first show in the morning. The second show will be out in the afternoon for your afternoon commute. So that's just kind of how um, things are going to roll. So we'll talk. We'll dive a bit more into the ins and outs and the good ideas, you know, bad idea of the CBA. Let's just talk about if it goes through and if it doesn't. If there's no new CBA, what are the options?
2: You can do some restructures, but it'll be very limited. Uh, Mm -hmm. So the the main course of action then would be you got to start cutting players.
0: Exactly. As as Michael O'Malley brought up here, he said the 30% rule, that's mm-hmm. the rule that's going to be governing everything. If there is no new CBA, it's a rule that's put in place for the final year um, that says that a player's base salary cannot increase or decrease by 30% from one year to the next over the course of their, of their contract. So I, I did some math. And the, and I figured out like let's say they tried to restructure Ben Roethlisberger because of the thirty percent rule. He's the person they could get the most money from because of this rule, and they could only get three point two million for this year. That's the best they could do. Um, which, when you think about it, is nowhere close to what it would be if you cut a certain player or two. So, so you think basically you got to cut guys, right?
2: Yeah. So. A good analogy with thinking about the 30% rule is it's not only in effect from for 2020 and 2021, it's in effect for mm-hmm. 2022 and 2023. Mm-hmm. So if we were to actually sign, let's go with Bud Dupree. All right, well let's go with well, let's go Cam Hayward. And okay, that's a good one. So to to stay compliant with it, we could pay him 10 million this year, 13 million in 2021 16 million in 2022 and 19 million in 2023 and then 2024 would be we could pay them whatever but we couldn't deviate from that that schedule yeah so that's no, what I mean, makes it really tough
0: yeah well because you I mean you couldn't you could pay them the same amount every year but that's not generally what the Steelers are trying to do they're trying to pay for those of you that don't understand and correct me if if i'm wrong here flip when the Steelers sign a player to a to a new contract or an extension or everything what they generally do is that first year most of their salary is the signing bonus so they pay them about the same amount of money every year but they give them that signing bonus the first year because it's the first year and that's the way that's guaranteed money so they pay them that signing bonus but that bonus gets split up over, over the life of the contract. So if it's a four-year contract and you signed a four million dollar signing bonus, it counts $1 million each year. Correct. So that's the thing. The 30% rule was governing the base salary. So that means you can't, you you, you couldn't go into a player that, like let's say um, I just, well, uh, I'm not going to even make it a real player. There's a player that's getting paid $10 million this year and $13 million the next. You can't go into their $10 million and say, "Hey, we want to give you eight of it as a signing bonus, so we only have to have, so we can save four million dollars on the cap this year." You can't do that because you can't change the base salary to not be within that 30%. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, that's correct, and that's that's kind of the problem with what's going on right now. If, if the CBA actually gets shot down because that's how the Steelers do business. We we constantly nice. kick the, the, the can down the road yep. and, and, and we're not being able to do business as usual. And we would be at a massive log jam because.
0: Yes. Yeah, so now here's another thing where I was crunching some numbers. Can you explain it's the salary cap they have to be compliant by next Wednesday but it's the it's the 51 player rule is that correct
2: yeah yeah it's it's such a stupid rule it really is okay and and why it was you know and I have not dug through the 450 pages of the next CBA yet <laughs> I've been waiting for you to do that Dave so I I've been yeah.
0: I've been trying oh man it's so brutal I've been trying to work <laughs> my way through it Rich
1: have you checked out the CBA <laughs> Yeah, no <laughs> on your sto- I just read your stories. Uh, so we so are tired of the CBA, so
2: go ahead. So it, it makes no sense to even talk about the the 50 51 rule, uh, 51 player rule. So in the off season, you only have to be cap compliant on the top 51 players. But come you know week one of the NFL season, you now have to be cap compliant of 53 players and the 10 slash 11 man practice squad.
0: Yes. So my understanding is the reason they do it is to give the teams a little bit of freedom because that might be one of the reasons, you know, one of the reasons they decide to cut someone who doesn't make the team. Let's say they cut someone who has a $2 million salary. That's going to, that's going to help help move that down some so they, generally, what you want is you you want to make sure that you're going to have enough space under the salary cap to go from 51 to the 53 plus practice squad. So I, I remember you talking about this in either in an article here about 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 how much extra money do teams generally need to have under the salary cap, um assuming that salaries are the same and we're not doing with the new CBA. What what kind of numbers are we looking at there? Um, because I, I remember you throwing out something last year that said the Steelers need to be under the cap by this much just during training camp, just in order to be compliant when they have to cut down rosters.
2: Yeah. So so in the you know, right now we're we're one point six million under the cap. But mm-hmm. you know, the expenses in the off season is, you know, you have about what ends up being about 1.5 million for, for our draft picks this year. Mm -hmm. So we we have that. So basically right now we're a hundred thousand, you know, up, Mm -hmm. but then you, you have the 52nd and 53rd player, which Mm -hmm. right now would be 510,000 each. So you're looking at 1.1 point, point, uh, you know, 2 million. And then you have the, the 10 man practice squad that, uh, you know, can be, yeah, you know, another million and a half just just with that alone. So there there are expenses that were, were not included yet in in the cap.
0: Yes. So now those expenses that's something the Steelers are going to need to manage, but they don't have to worry about it yet. They
2: don't, they don't have, have to worry, worry about, about it
0: yet. Yeah. Right. So bottom like even, even the draft class, that you don't have to worry about the draft class when it comes March 18th, because you haven't drafted them and you haven't signed them, but it might be a player that you have to cut later in order to get down, but you could wait and see how things play out. Is that probably the right way to to work it?
2: Yeah, because, I mean, we don't generally sign uh, a lot of our players until June anyway, you know, like the, the first week of June or, or, you know, late, late May. So you don't have to worry about that, but we generally were always pretty far underneath the cap until then. But, you know, it, this year's different, so I, I don't know what you know. Uh, Kevin Colbert and uh, Omar Khan, you know, I, I don't know what their plan of attack is going to be.
0: Yeah. So now let's now let's do this. Rich, you doing okay? Any question? Any, do you have a question or anything?
1: I know exactly what Colbert and Khan are doing. They're sitting here like this,
2: <laughs> <laughs> saying, <laughs> saying please, "Say pass, this pass, this please, please pass Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's exactly what they're doing. We're yeah. one of those. That you know are relying on on them to pass the CBA absolutely.
0: yeah, so let's say they do pass the CBA. We're not going to go into the specifics. Um, I don't know how the minimum salary stuff is going to affect the salary cap and all those kind of things. those were all these are all things that we'll find out once it goes through um, what kind how that's going to work. but let's just say from from a conducting business standpoint what that that what's going to happen are they are the Steelers still going to have to cut some guys regardless even uh, if there's a new CB or I, not
2: I think so I you know you look at uh, the couple of the the contracts that we're sitting on with uh you know yeah. m- my favorite punching bag Mark Barron and you know, there's no mm-hmm. way we're going to pay him 8 million dollars I, I think. Yeah
0: now and they would save just over 5 million with it Correct, correct?
2: yes and then uh So you know, a a core special teamer with Chicolo, um, you know, he's he's not going to see his contract either. They're
0: no, I, work. I'm still, and I even did the article on this. I still yeah. think that that was their worst that was, signing yeah, that last was year. They
1: was paid, I didn't like but I
0: mean, they would have had another, they would have had another comp pick announced today if they would have just let him go to New England. Then you don't want to go down that whole path of the woulda, coulda, shoulda because. If the Patriots sign Chicolo, then they might not even draft Chase Winovich. Who knows where he ends up, and things of that sort. So I don't even want to open that can of worms. But I—I I mean, Chicolo is five million they can save. Um, Baron is more than five million they can save. Ramon Foster is four million they can save. So now the other thing that I got to remember is that numbers-wise that we do that is that with every player they cut. There's an extra, like for example, let's say player, Ramon Foster,
1: player at the bottom of the list, that's got to come up, that right.
0: has to bump right. up. So you're talking another five hundred and ten thousand dollars, another basically half million dollars, that is that you're not going to get because that bumps the fifty second guy up to the fifty first guy. Correct. So if you let's say they cut Ramon Foster, they're really only going to save three point five million because now the next guy on the list counts. Is that correct?
2: Flip. Yep. 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 Exactly.
0: So there's a there's a lot that I mean if if they're going to try to get I mean if
2: they're going to tag the, Dupree they got to come up 15 with fifteen
0: million
1: well
2: you got
0: fifteen million they got to figure
2: out uh, if you take Dupree you're you really probably I mean because we haven't even talked about you know the RFA tags yet you know the risk yes was going to the
0: next question
2: so you got a lot of money, you know, and I'll, I'll throw that back to you, you know, to, to finish off the RFA and, and
1: uh yeah.
2: then we'll, we'll talk really bottom line what we need. Yeah.
0: Because you've got guys like Matt Filer. Now I think you and I disagree on what, on what round they should tender him at. Um
2: I, I'll go second round with him.
0: That's, that's what I thought. That's what I think. I think I, you should be. I, a second I,
2: round. I've, I've changed my, I've changed my, my thoughts on him and, and go
0: second Yeah. Round. Um, what about Mike Hilton?
2: Uh, it's kind of a tough one because, you know, you, you got to remember earlier last year, you know, he was actually benched for, for Cam Sutton for a while. Uh, I, I think it was the, the San Diego game or wherever they are now. And uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think they could go with the original round tender with Hilton. Gotcha.
0: Which, because he was undrafted, would be basically a right of first refusal. Correct. Right. Meaning they could match any other contract. Um, I think that's the route they go with Zach Banner. You don't even know that they're going to tender him, do you?
2: See, I don't think so. I, I mean, what? How many snaps did he play last year? You know, a couple hundred. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, would you really want Zach Banner to be your right tackle? I, I, I think some of you guys do, but me, I, I haven't seen enough of him that that I like. I, I don't yeah, really want to see a 360 pound right tackle
0: out there. Yeah, I mean I personally I think he's a better left tackle um than a right tackle. I think Chukes is the better right tackle, but I think that they they only dressed one of them in the game and they had Bannard playing the extra tight end position and that's why it was him, which was which was interesting when when they decided to move Filer to guard to go up against the Rams and they started Chukes. He played every snap. And then the very next week, he was right back to not active, which is, you know, really kind of weird to figure out exactly what they think of him. They thought enough very, of him to make him active to start, but then they don't want to keep him active.
2: It, it was actually so. surprising, you know, after the year before when he had, I think, two or three starts the year before, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, he's a weekly inactive. Yeah. So, so then that comes down to, what do you actually do with Banner? Do, do you RFA
0: I I would my idea was to to go with the original round, which he would be a fourth round because he was drafted in the fourth round by by Indy. Sure. So, but then again, they've got to be able to afford that tender in the first place. So that's going to be tough. You've it's got other way. question marks. I mean, people would really like to keep. I would really like to keep B J Finney, because especially if you're not going to keep Zach Banner, I think you you kind of most people are assuming they're not going to keep Ramon Foster. I mean, do you really want to lose three offensive linemen? Um, That's going to be tough. So you'd you'd like to keep at least one of them. So then you'd have to either have the money to pay Finney or you have to be able to tender Filer, not Filer. Well, you know, you're going to tender Filer. Um, There you go to tender Banner. It's just rich. Who do you keep? Who do you let go? What do you do with the numbers? Because the numbers are so bad,
1: you definitely go with Filer. Yes, and after that, I'm not real sure.
0: I mean, is it a, is it a that we don't need to keep them or a keep one of them? But I don't know which, but whichever one they can
1: get, I would say or I'd something keep like that, one of them. Or? But I'm not sure who I. I think is more important than others, which is why I'm glad I'm not making this decision. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we let, we we let those guys that get paid a lot more than us do that. Right. Exactly. So, so I mean, that, that's the thing. It, that's why I've said often that tagging Bud Dupree this year is just going to kill anything else that they do because you're going to have to cut three or four guys just for that one, it would be so much easier to say, you know what, if we're going to let Ramon Foster go, let's lo- use the money that we would have had to pay Foster to offer Finia contracts. Okay? And, and keep that the same. um, or, or other places. But to lose so many people just for Dupree, just for it's
2: Dupree, going to take
0: up all your right. moves.
2: But were going you take impressed- up all your moves were you impressed enough with Finney to actually want him on another contract? I, me personally, I was not, I, I was, I, I was very underwhelmed by Finney last year.
0: When it came to Finney and I've said it a lot of times, you know, Now remember I'm an offensive line guy. I think he plays better at guard than center. I think he, he can, he can play backup center, but I, I actually like, I was more impressed with when he filled in for DeCastro last season, when he had the broken hand. That I thought that he played very well, so I can I just, see that. But, I just it, but the question is, good. at what cost? Yeah,
2: I, I just don't see him very good at, at you know the run game. You know that's that's my kind of disappointment in, in Finney there. And you know we're we're talking, you know, do we do we original around tender him? Oh no, he's actually a, a free agent, isn't he? So how do we actually get him under contract if if you want to go that route? Yeah. yeah. And how long of a contract? Do you, do you just go one year? Do you go two, three with them?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it, I would say if you do something with Finney, if you could do something that's three, that especially that you get him to where he doesn't have much of a cap hit that first year, but once again, that would be a new CBA yes. of what that would take. So that's there's so many question marks with the salary cap. How do you how do you negotiate it all? How do you figure it out? Because see, that was the thing with Brian Anthony Davis. he was saying they always find a way. and I'm like, if they don't get a new CBA and they have this thirty percent rule, they don't have the way that they always find they' they can't just work their magic. they've got they'll have something else they have to do.
2: what uh, what do they do? and and you know that's been that's been the problem with with so many Steeler fans is they they keep saying, we find a way. We find a way, but this year, like you 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 keep saying, the thirty percent rule makes this year absolutely not like any year previous. It, it doesn't, you know. Since since we had the uncapped year in in what two thousand and ten, and you know, if you cannot pull big money off the books, you gotta cut players. You, the Vance McDonalds, the you know Chico and Barron, they might actually be gone already. No matter. If there's a new CBA or not, but then you start have to making tough choices like, you know, Vance McDonald or other players.
0: Yeah. So, give give me your cuts. Flip. Uh, What you think about it? Flip. You give me your cuts, then I'll ask Rich, and then I'll give mine. You you know, who's your cuts and who's your keeps?
2: You know, Baron and Baron and Chickillo again. Uh, you know, I was so against Baron to begin with. Uh, you know, I, I really railed against his contract. Um, uh, you know, McDonald, I'm going to have to say McDonald's proud. Without a new CBA, McDonald's absolutely gone. With a new CBA, I'd put it at 50%. Um, the, you know, Ramon Foster's gone. I really don't want them to sign Finney, but I'm afraid they're probably going to. I, I just, I don't think he's that good personally. Um, here's one that, that most people don't bring up is, is Jordan Berry.
0: Yeah. You well, know, we, we've brought him up a couple times on yeah. the preview.
2: Um, you know, 2.2 2 million uh, cap uh, only leaves 375,000 in dead money behind. Yeah. <laughs> He kind of gets a bad rap, but, you know, then he kind of faded down the stretch last season. You know, yeah, he had, he had great, a good
0: season until he didn't.
2: You know, he had, the, he had the great punt in the San Diego game that put him on the one. You know, everybody yeah. forgets that. But then he, you know, shanks off a 22-yarder, 22, 22 you know, that people don't forget about. Um, yeah. You know, Big Dan, uh, what do you do? with Mattel? That would be
0: 1500000 million.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, um, what about Rosie Nix? You know, he he really has no. He's a tough one, but you know, you sign. You know, you save about a million in cap space with him. He plays ten percent of the offensive snaps. Not really. He's a core special teamer, but you know, how many tackles does he really make?
0: Well, my thing is, is his the biggest thing with me is. Yeah, you need to save money, but you also don't want to carry too much dead money. He's almost even. Yeah, you know, right. he, he's a uh, he's just over a million you would save, and he's just under nine hundred thousand that you would have in dead money. Right. Yeah. So he's 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 a tricky one. But let's just say this: there's a couple of those guys that I'm wondering: is the amount of money you save really, really going to help? So, Rich, what are your thoughts?
2: Um.
1: Cutting, I agree. Baron and Chicolo are gone. Um, I think that uh, it's more than likely that Ramon Foster is gone. Um, I don't know who do you keep and who who goes. I I don't know Um,
0: because that right there is about fourteen million. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the thing. You're like, wow, we just got rid of three players. We still don't have enough to tag Dupree.
1: Everybody can't see this. Here I am, fingers <laughs> crossed. Just passing fingers- the new CBA mm-hmm. um, would make it a little, not a lot easier, but now, it, it will make it some easier. You know, it would be, I, I think the new CBA would give us, enough wiggle room to make some things work otherwise i don't if they don't pass the new cba i don't see how we can franchise dupree and not have to cut six or seven guys
2: <laughs> yeah correct and you yeah, know it, plus plus you're you're talking about the rfa tags on top yes. of yes right. three million dollars each so now you're talking you know, not only Dupree at sixteen million, but those RFA tags at you know twenty plus, you know twenty two, twenty three million dollars here. Right, looking at,
1: it. yeah,
0: Wes is keeping track of it here in the live chat for us. He said, um, if it comes up, he said that's fourteen million without RFA's Dupree and Vance's option. So yeah, I I think the number one, my number one cut is Chicolo. Um, my number two cut, unfortunately, is Ramon Foster. I've always liked Big Ragoo. He's been a great stealer, but he's getting up there, and I think he he, I think he knows that the end is is here. Um, so that that's my first two.
1: And he's it's definitely funny. not worth he's definitely not worth his salary with where. No, you know, you, when no. you throw his salary on top of some decline in play, his age, you know, isn't isn't on his side. Yes, he's done.
0: And now Jeff and I got into a discussion about the next person because he says cut McDonald, keep Barron. I say my first next cut is Barron because he's like, "Well, Barron played such a high percentage of the play." I'm like, I'm like, that's only because they were trying to save Devin Bush. I think I, I think you might have something where that role could be uh, filled by like a like a U- Ulysses Gilbert the 3rd. It's not like you wouldn't have any option there. Um I, to me it's just too much. For someone who you're hoping doesn't have to be on the field, that's my thing, and that's the same thing with people that always keep talking about, oh, we need to sign another quarterback. I mean, you're still getting some some crazy national media talking about Jameis Winston. And it would be perfect in Pittsburgh. I'm like, with what money? There already has way too much money allotted to the quarterback position, and why are you going to pay anything more than the minimum for a player that you hope doesn't step onto the field? Because
2: you could always cut Big Ben.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that only. Let's see. That would save 8.5 million this year. Well,
2: if the, if the new CBA comes into effect, uh, one one thing we didn't really talk about, and this kind of plays into that, is the uh, the uh, June post June first cuts. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, Can you explain so, that for us? Yeah. So, in in the NFL, uh, what they have is uh, a designation called the post June first cuts, and. What they what happens is is if a player has more than one year left on his contract, all off Big Ben, you can actually split the the dead money over two years. Yes, but in the final year of the CBA that we're we're on I'm right like now, they don't let you do it. So now with, with Big Ben, we, we could save what I think his uh, his signing bonus is twelve and a half million per year. So if we were to get rid of him this year we would eat 25 million
0: you would eat 25 million this year yeah. now when it came last year to Mr. third and fifth that's Antonio Brown you probably know that from tuning in the show enough they had the option to do a post June 1st cut with when they traded him with his dead money and they didn't use it correct um they didn't because yeah, they, he's, he's no dead money right now
2: correct so yeah. they yeah. took it all uh, last year. Yeah, and uh, you know why they took it all in one year? Because they
0: knew they were in trouble this year. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I guess I so. Um, um,
0: that's know, the only that's thing true. I can think of. So, yeah. well, because they out they had that little bit of extra cap space that rolled over from from Le'Veon Bell never showing up and playing, mm-hmm. so that they kept having to hold that money for him. So yeah. that that helped with that a little bit. But this th- these numbers are are crazy. So. I have one last question. We're we're going to wrap things up here before we head to the next show where we'll really get into the live chat. So make sure you come to the next show. Um, We'll talk a little bit of the CBA, and then we'll do some question and answer stuff. But but my question is this. If there's a new CBA and the Steelers can now kick the can down the road, to me, I think the first thing they do is is they sign Cam Hayward to a new contract. Um, because they could reduce the hit at the beginning and he's going into the last year. So therefore he could have a lower cap number for this year and then it'll grow as the contract goes. Is there anyone out there that's really primed for a restructure that could really save the Steelers that much money?
2: You know, uh, he, he's definitely the, the big one. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, he could save. Uh, let me see. I, I wrote this down, but now nah, nah, I'm trying to find it. Sorry. Um, uh, you know, Cam's cap hit this year is 13.3 million. So yeah. you you could take that, you know, all the way down, and
0: almost you know, almost four of that is is um, dead money from his um,
2: signing bonus to start it. So and, and that's, then,
0: that's not going to go away.
2: And then, you know, because of being a, you know, almost 10-year veteran, you know, he would be looking at over a million dollars of salary, you know, just a base salary. But, you know, I mean, so you're you're still looking at, you know, moving, you know, what, $8 million into, you know, down the road. You know, let's say you do a four-year deal. Yeah, you're going to save a few million dollars, that's for sure. Um, but is there anyone
0: that's... Oh yeah, Villanueva because he's coming yeah, into his last year.
2: You know, I, I think Villanueva got kind of a bad rap last year. Me personally, mm-hmm. so there's there's people talking about getting rid of him. You know, he's on his last year, and you know his last year is eight point four million. Um, you know, I, I you could go give him a couple of year extension, and then, uh, you know maybe it'd be cheap. You know, uh, to it you could you could do to it. Uh, you know, five point three million. This year you could, you could actually save uh, Pouncy, which I don't know. Uh, I yeah. wasn't impressed with Pouncey last year. Uh, yeah, you you could pull. People were. Yeah, you, you could pull. Uh, you know about three point five million. Uh, you know Vance McDonald, two point six million.
0: My you know, my biggest concern is this: there's nobody on the Steelers team it's under contract beyond 2022 from what I can understand is Joe Hayden that far out, you know, cause I, I can't find anyone that it seems like it would be a really good person to, if there's no 30% rule to give them most of their salary this year um, as a signing bonus to, to, to kick the can down the road. Because if you don't have enough years, you can't spread it out very well. Like, like even, You know, Ben Roethlisberger, he's got two years left. Any money that you take off this year instantly gets added to next year. And do you really want to deal with that next year? Do you want his number being higher next year?
2: Yeah, me personally, no way. Yeah, I think Ben is is completely off the table on restructuring his deal. Yeah, I I really do.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely, because. To, to me, you need to have enough years left. And I was honestly struggling to find even where they can, it's, it'd be nice to work that magic, but I don't know that they have a lot of contracts that they could work that magic with without signing new deals. I think I think the new deal is what's is what's going to actually give them some relief, like a new deal for Cam, um, or like you said, an, if they did another deal for Big Al. Um, but that's basically it. it there, there's not a lot of options, are there?
2: No, there, there really is not. And, you know, this is the, the price that the Steelers have paid for kicking the can down the road for so many years and, and giving Big Ben such a heat, monstrous contract. That one, I expected
0: Ben to get a new deal last year, but I thought it would actually save them cap space, and it didn't. No, nope. um, I was really surprised with how that worked out. So that's just kind of one of those crazy things, rich What? any thoughts you have on this?
1: I, I'm thinking that I, I hope that the Steeler scouts have been out and busy. Um, because this would be the year where some UFAs making the team would be a really good thing.
0: That's a good point. You know, you want your draft picks in there. I mean, some people are wondering, are there any practice squad guys that, that, that could come up? But, uh, eventually the Steelers are going to hit one of those years or two of those years where everything's going to come back to haunt them and they're just going to have to reset. Does that, would would you say that would be true flip that eventually it's going to catch up to
2: them? I, well, I, I think it's caught up to them right now. Okay. Um, I, I really do. I mean, when, when you're, when you're talking about having to make a choice between, you know, possibly, I mean, we we could really be under the scenario of not franchising Dupree, and letting him walk, and still cutting four or five players on top of that. Yeah, you know, and, I, and not not just not just random players, starters.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I I think that it's something. I mean, because there's still people. They're like. And that's the thing that Brian was saying. He's like, we will sign a free agent from another team. I'm like, I, I don't get how right now. I mean, it's it's like <laughs> the the devil has come to collect his due, <laughs> you know, they've kicked it down the kicked it down the road so far. Now, a new CBA would help, but it's still not going to be as as much help as we hope it would be. Correct?
2: Correct. You know, um, <laughs> really what we need is the, uh, the, the CBA to go through, um, I guess, kind of limp into 2020 and, and hope we can, hopefully we can get some restructures, maybe get to pre under some kind of contract that's favorable to us. A uh, long-term instead of just the, the franchise tag. Um, and, you know, 2021, you know, the, 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 CBA the, the big spigot flows with all the uh, um, the new CBA money but uh, we'll see
0: yeah I mean I'm going to ask one final question I got to try to re rethink it out to see if I phrase it properly I'm going to ask I'll get flip and then I'll get rich and I'll say this if this is the year that it's that everything that they've kicked down the road is finally coming back to haunt them is Bud Dupree the player that you want to have to continue to break the bank for to keep around, or is he, or is, is is he that good enough player that you have to keep him no matter what, even though you've put yourself in this situation? What do you think, Flip?
2: I I think you need to keep Dupree. You know, look how look how many years we've been trying to get you know two great outside lineback. And now we're, you know, I'm going to call Dupree great for one year. Mm-hmm. Is he a one-year wonder? Eh, we'll see. But I'm, I'm fine at least throwing the franchise tag on him for a year. I, I think we have to, personally. Quite right,
1: rich. I almost lean towards if you're going to do a reset, this may be your time to do it. And if you do it, even if you get the new CBA, would you be better suited to get the new CBA, go ahead and let Bud go so that you're not kicking the can so far down the road? Even more. Correct. Like, it. it's some, I feel at some point you got to say, we're going to lose a couple of guys who are who we really wish we didn't so that we can reset. I, I, I'm not saying that I want Dupree to go, but I would understand if the front office made that choice to say, we're going to use Bud Dupree as our reset to try to, to come back through and get ourselves, I, I like
2: to call it back on pace with the salary cap. The only problem I have with that is is you know we we have been for a year, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we're already gonna lose Chiclo. How do we you know, we don't have a first round pick. We have a basically a fourth round pick in our compensatory third round pick. You know, how do we how do we actually find a outside linebacker to start?
0: That's that's the good question. That's why I still think that's a high priority of the draft, even if they keep Dupree. Um with some of the numbers I was running with set with that article I was talking about with Dupree possibly being the weakest link on that front five, which I could say isn't a knock to him. It's just showing how well everyone else is playing. Is that is there somebody else that had a better, even had a better year last year than Dupree that the Steelers could get for cheaper? Would they be better off, you know, because if you look at like project what projected what they're going to get, well, first of all, Dupree isn't even projected to average a yearly salary. Of what the salary cap would be for him if you look at what um, uh, over the cap was was doing some of these projected numbers, and they were saying they were projecting Dupree to be around to like a 14 and a half million a year, which like you say is two million less than 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 what the cap number would be. But you get someone who's actually ranked a little bit better than him, like a Kyle Van Noy out of New England, who you could get for around 10 million dollars a season. Now, granted, he's a couple years older, but he is just under 30. You know, would the Steelers be, would that be wiser? You know, do you think they could save three or $4 million doing it that way and not having to cut five guys just for one?
2: That's that's the million-dollar question right now.
0: That's a million-dollar question. Really we have haven't.
2: no idea. Um, you know, um, what What is Dupree's asking price right now?
0: Yeah, that's what we don't know. And that's, that's what we don't know. I mean, my biggest fear is him playing under the tag. Some people are like, I'll tag him for a year just to see if he can do it again. Well, my that's thing is. huge number. Yeah. I mean, that number's not worth it. To, to me, personally, I say tag Dupree, try to work out a deal. If he doesn't do it, I rescind. I'm not spending 16 and a half million on him this year. If I can't get a number for this year that's down to I mean at least 12 for the first year, I don't I don't want to do it. But that that's me personally, just because <laughs> and it's nothing against Dupree. It's just you can't you can't make the numbers work.
2: The the problem with rescinding the tag is is you you know you're you're going to franchise tag him before the free agency starts, and yeah. you're gonna keep that tag on him through free agency. So mm-hmm. now you've, all that money is sitting there wasted if you're going to actually just end up rescinding it, you know, because you're going to end up rescinding it in what, probably, you know, June, July.
0: Well, you know. I actually was wondering, um, you know, because of the whole inserted with the CBA, are you going to see whether it's the Steelers or someone else, franchise someone, and then when they actually get their numbers, turn around and a week later have to rescind it just because of needing to be, you know, cap compliant or things of that sort. You know, maybe, maybe the Steelers offer Dupree the tag and they go out and see if they can sign somebody else. And as soon as they have someone who's ready to sign, then you rescind it. You know, I don't know that that's the way they want to do business and want to be known for doing that, but these are all possibilities like the tag and trade all. There's so many possibilities and they're all really tough to make work with the numbers. So that's, that's, that's a lot of questions. I know we've kind of gone a little bit late here on the first show tonight. We'll uh, we're going to keep it down next on the, on, on the next show, but flip is going to join us for the next show, right?
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: All right. We're going to, we're, we're going to play it, play a little bit uh, um, to CBA or not to CBA um, with the next show. So make sure you join us now. For those of you that are in the live chat, thanks for being there. I know you guys are having fun. I didn't get to see that much of what you were doing, but we will definitely be ready to to take, maybe take some questions partway through the, the next show. So make sure you have them ready. Um, for those of you um, that that are in the live chat, or those of you watching on YouTube at some point, make sure you click that like button. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the channel. And those of you in podcast form, um, we really appreciate any great rating that you could give us. More importantly, part of the reason we're having Flip on here is we're trying to, because people are, are, have been asking questions lately about behindthestillcurtain.com because we found that a lot of the people that are tuning in to the to the podcast, especially on YouTube, might not even be visiting the website. So we wanted to get you all an opportunity to meet some of these writers. So we've met Kevin. We've met Flip. We're going to see about maybe even doing some more here over the next couple months. So these, these are the people that you can get their stuff on behind Flip, any do you have anything special brewing force that's going to be out anytime soon on the, you know, any article you're working at you want to tease or anything?
2: Oh, yeah, I, I can. I can tease a couple. Um, I'm looking at the writing an article about this would actually be the perfect year, if the CBA passes, that we get rid of Big Ben, with oh, okay. with the with all the quarterbacks out there in the free agency market. Uh, the other one is you are uh,
0: definitely not afraid. Well, to that's... to to bring up to bring up to stir
1: the pot with people, are you? You know how that's I am. Fun. You know, you're, you're I'm, never afraid to stir the pot. You know, I, 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 I'd I label bet. that one as like, you know, bold move. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't it's not unheard of. Yeah. It's not going to
2: necessarily be popular, but maybe it would be. You know, I, I took a severe beating last year when I said, you know, I didn't like the move up for Devin Bush. So, um, oh, I know. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I uh, <laughs>
0: You had me so frustrated. It seemed like you hated every single pick that the Steelers had Uh, up until about
2: the sixth round. There's actually a really funny story that I'll maybe say for another time about the whole uh, Devin Bush article, and um, but you know it. it, You know, how do you feel about it now? Uh, It it was a really deep draft. (laughs) you You you
0: felt they moved up in a draft they should have
2: moved back. I, I, I still think that, you know, Devin Bush was, he was really opportunistic last year, but he was terrible in coverage. Well, I know he was, he was just d- a rookie.
0: Well, no, he was, if I get this right, he was not good in zone coverage. Is that true? That he was, I, I, I would actually man. have to look at
2: yeah, I'd actually yeah. From what him.
0: I from what I saw, that he was his man coverage was fine. His zone coverage was struggling. But they also say when it comes to the NFL, that's one of the hardest things for guys to figure out. You so I go. think next year is going to be the key. Can he improve that coverage next year? Next year is going to be the year to figure out if he was a good move for the
2: Steelers. And and I agree with that completely. You know, I he's he's a fantastic player. You know, don't get me wrong, and. I, I should say he was a fantastic college player. Yeah. He was very average besides his opportunistic turnovers last year. Um, he had a lot of missed tackles as well, I think 10 or 12 throughout the year. It, it was a deep draft. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. a really, I got oh, you. I'm just going to – I got you. Hey, but this so is what we
0: like about Flip. Flip isn't afraid to put the ideas out there that might not be popular. Yeah. So, because there, there was actually what the, I can't even remember what article it was. I actually said to Jeff, "I'm like, are we going to run that? He's going <laughs> to get roasted for this." Get killed, <laughs> and but... Jeff is like, "Yeah, we're going to run it. It's going to one, it's going to bring traffic, and two, we don't want the same opinion out there all the time. You know I mean, it, that you that's know, every, it, that's our jobs.
2: If you're expecting uh, me to be." Uh... You know the the Steelers.com people. You know the Missy Matthews. The uh, oh, I can't think of the guy. Bob Labriola. Name. Yeah, Labriola. You know I, th- that's not me. That's not.
1: Yeah. Me.
0: Yep. So all right. Well, hey, we've we've got to roll. We got to wrap this one up because if we're going to get on to this Q and A, Rich, anything else you want to say to? No, let's get here? to the Q. You want to go, go to the Q, Q and A? Get to the Q and A. <laughs> all right. There. So for those of you watching us on YouTube, give us about uh, five minutes to get back in the room and we will be back with you if you listen to us on podcast forum we will see you this afternoon whenever it's available and uh as lance williams says tune in tell a friend and
2: subscribe thanks for geeking out with us